Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. This is episode number 411. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to recap the Sony. We're going to talk about the American Express. We've got some crazy back and forth happening on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Kevin, nah. We've even got equipment companies throwing shade yeah, at each other. that's for sure. Right? Between Callaway, <laughs> Everyone's beefing. It's wild. And we just actually just came back. We just had a lesson uh, with Ryan Hager down at Plainfield Country Club. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we dive into all of that, we've got some big news here. Mike, you finally won a bet? Huge. I finally won a bet on DFS. I'm telling you, man. But guess what? It had nothing to do with golf. <laughs> of course. So of I don't course. know if you guys were uh, living under a rock this past weekend. It was a huge football weekend, three games. And I was just, I, this is me throwing darts at the wall. I literally, I don't know who any of these people are. Blindfolded darts. Blindfolded darts. Yeah. And basically, I was like, hey, I'm going to take a shot at five bucks at Amari Cooper, who apparently is a wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys, uh, to win the to, to have the first touchdown of the game. Look at that, five bucks, thirty-two bucks, not too <laughs> shabby, right? He laughs. It's better than losing. Right? If you're really throwing blindfold darts like that, I want to know how many bets you lost to oh win my that. God. One I'll bet. show you that list. But hey, none of it happened at the Sony. I mean, I had I had like Ha Tong Lee winning, and he came close. He was like in second. Yeah, I would have won like a thousand bucks on two bucks or something. But you'll get one. One of these days, I'm going to make it rain one of those big For ones. now, it, football is your jam. For now, Football's at least my it's jam, so it seems. Man. But I'll tell you what, speaking of the Sony, yeah. again, more action. I mean, the, the season just more or less started 2022, and, and the action is, is already kicked into full gear. Yeah. Guys going low. Guys are going low. They're hungry to win. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, you, you feel for Henley or what? No. I mean, he won that event before. He has. Like, that's his spot. He's something about Hawaii that Russell Henley likes. Right. Uh, he had it. It's tough to sleep on a golf lead, I'm sure. We've never been in the position, but I'm sure it's a very difficult thing to do. And we've seen people blow up before in the final round. And but he, you know, I wouldn't. He hung in there to the playoff. I, I don't want to say. I wouldn't classify it as blowing up. It wasn't called yeah. a blowup. It was close to just Matsuyama just ramped it up. Well, unbelievable. Yeah. So, like when things, like you can tell with these guys when things just come together at the right time. And it mm-hmm. just did for him. And I think a big motivation for Matsuyama, I think, would be playing in Hawaii. Uh, so, you know, much closer to his home country of Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot of a lot of people coming over for that event from Japan. So he had a, in a way, it was kind of like a home game. So yeah. he had a lot of uh, you know of his fans there. How far great. is it from Japan? Like flight wise, do you even know? Flight wise, what is it like a six hour flight, something That's like not that? Too bad. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's not I too think bad. it's about the same as flying from California. It's like halfway. You know, California you- or from Japan, you're you're there in Hawaii. Gotcha. So gotcha. they get a lot of vacation. You know there but but zach put that graphic back on the screen i want to see that about his number of wins uh look at that most wins by players currently under the age of 30 you got justin thomas with 14 jordan spieth with 12 and there he is hideki with eight yeah and of course he's got a masters and we're talking about a guy who won the masters which by the way i still you know we didn't talk about it too much in our in our 2021 recap but still one of my favorite moments was having caddy. his caddy yeah. bowing to the course. That was one of the like, biggest moments in golf last year. That was just yeah, one of those mm. moments in, go- in in sports history just yeah. captured in, in one image that said it all. And I thought that was just incredible. Just his respect for Augusta. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the playoff, like you're talking about, I mean, talk about, we, we joke often when we were out there playing, like leaving it all on the field on mm-hmm. 18 or whatever. Having the guts to do what he did. I mean, he was like, he sent it, you know, off the tee. He, he knew... I guess in a yeah. lot of ways, like he knew what what does he have to lose? Like now is his chance to to kind of come back, you know, reach reach where um, Henley was, get the playoff, and then he just was he just turned it up. Did the, if he missed the eagle putt, would the birdie have got him the win too? Did he need the eagle to win? I don't remember. What yeah, I don't really recall that. exactly where Henley. All Henley I can was think about was that three wood. 
that three wood, man. It's two hundred seventy-seven yard shot, man. He put it to what five feet? Yeah. And, and what do you think when you watch Matsuyama swing? You know, with that pause, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, he generates incredible power. He was, he was, like I said, he was sending it off the tee. But does that? What do you think of his tee? Like when you his, his swing when you watch it, does it give you any like? anxiety with that long pause at the top i don't know there's it something about it that just does. like it throws me off a it really bit. does because like i sit there and i watch it i'm like i don't even know how that one can do that and just kind of pause now it's not a long long pause but it's enough right. to be weird it's, right it's, yes <laughs> it's just like it's amazing that he's able to to keep his timing that way and his rhythm i, I think it would just it would totally throw me for a loop to try to because we we even saw him we've talked about it here on the podcast before like that drill that that tiger and butch Harmon used to have tiger do yep. where he had to do that pause and literally stop at the top and then go and uh tiger said it was one of the hardest things he had to do he hated doing it but it works for for hideki and it works well. I mean, he doesn't do it as long as Tiger did in, in his drill, but but still, I mean, it's just something weird. But let us know what you guys think. Does that, I don't know, does it give you any type of anxiety watching his swing? Does it give you anxiety? I I'm just that. like, ah, swing, dude. There's you know other I mean? golfers out there whose swings give me anxiety. Yeah. 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 They're just weird looking, but uh, they work for them. And but, they're on tour, not me, so. <laughs> for sure. But let's, let's talk about some of the, the Twitter beef that went down. Let's talk, this stuff is talk great. Kevin Na. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's one of those personalities that I would, you know, when they say, like, who would you like to in a pro-am to get a chance to play with? He's definitely one of them because he's, he's consistent. He's always funny. He seems like he's a good time. Um, but this, do we have that tweet here we can put up? So Grayson Murray says, uh, Kevin Na taking three minutes to putt them, you know, does actually, get old. That was a response to that. McCabe, Kevin Na walking in putts does not get old. And right. then it was Grayson said, well, Kevin Na taking three minutes to putt them. Now that does get old. Yeah. And then and there's Kevin's response. Comes in hard with you missing the cut is getting old. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously Hot we've back. talked about this too. These guys rib each other a lot out there. And it's sometimes it's hard to read the tone in a, in a tweet that's only a couple of words. Right. I we mean, don't know if he was. was this friendly or was it not is what I'm asking. I think it might be. I think it might be friendly because you think almost all of the banter is friendly. Right. But was this one of those, those banters that kind of crossed that line that maybe nah was just a little bit? I think maybe. I mean, the, Grayson's remark looked like it wasn't friendly. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that kind of like maybe irk in, in real life, irk, irk nah enough that, I think to it say, did. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back hard here. I think it did. Yeah. You know, I mean, I put know. that tweet back up one more yeah, time there, Zach. I want to see like just the tone of this thing. Kevin Na taking three minutes to putt. But then again, I don't know if Grayson Murray is like like a Max Homa on Twitter, like where he's just funny and he's just like popping like shots at people. Well, that's you the know. thing. You know, you always get like at a party, you get that one guy who just doesn't know how to deliver it and it comes off all wrong. Right. You know, I, I think that might be the case here. Yeah. yeah I, th- be- I think Grayson just had no idea what or maybe he would have known that this is going to create a little bit of a stir, but like the way that he had the, the first period in there, like, like yeah, that, after them, like yeah. does get old. Like it's Zach. Look, he's like forensic scientist looking at this. The well, grammar. Look, he tried to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. It's, it's great. He tried to go toe to toe with Kevin Na and he got knocked out. Go one, one more time. Cause I want to look at the comments. I saw Dylan for telly wave at him with the, with the, with the laughing face. So maybe they, they it was a joke. Like well, Kevin Na from the top rope. Look at Zyre Golf right there. It's great. But what what ultimately is always the winner is the internet. The internet always wins. And yep. it took two seconds for someone to hop in there and change the Wikipedia page for Grayson Murray. And it said died one fourteen twenty <laughs> cause of death. Kevin Na on Twitter. That's great. That just the that internet, so like we always say, it's undefeated. Man, <laughs> yeah. it's just undefeated. <laughs> that was too funny. That's and good and, stuff. and I think we'll we'll talk about it more in a few minutes. We're going to talk about this new Netflix series. But I think that that. 
is something that it's going to be very, very successful because, and this is why I think social media has been a huge gift to all of us as, you know, sports fans in general, just getting a little bit more of the unfiltered, you know, direct yeah. personalities from some of these guys. Cause some of these guys, like they got just, they're, they're hilarious. You know, we see it with like, Max Homa, but some of these guys, are, you just, you want more of it. And this type of stuff, we just eat it up. I do. I yeah. love this stuff. And you know, you, you know, We'll talk about that in a sec. I want to dive into that because I want to know what that's all about. I mean, you were talking about the Formula One. I haven't seen that, so I want to pick your brain on that. But yeah. just on this, uh, you, you asked at the top of the show, do you feel bad for Henley? I just pulled it up. Imagine firing a 62 and a 63 in day one and day two an event, and then a 67 and 65 and still losing. Yeah. Come on. 62, 63. Well, that's what I'm saying. 67. I don't consider this a blow-up in any way. No. I think it's just that. Matsuyama just happened to play a one stroke better. <laughs> and, and and these guys, they're, they're very real about it. They'll, they'll say, like, just like somebody was unbeatable that week. Yeah. You know, when they get that hot. But yeah. on the other side of that coin, did you see, talk about a guy who was in the mix, but his quote was just, it's too funny. Kevin Kisner, another guy, unfiltered. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, and somewhere they had asked him, uh, you know, about you know winning and, and stuff like that and it, I, i'm paraphrasing here the exact quote but he joked and he said um they pay too much for 20th place yep like do you think you and yep. it, in in a way it's it's funny again you're going to get a very unfiltered response from from kids always but um it's interesting because it's like there's so much money going out on the tour right now do you think there's any way that some of these guys might be de-incentivized to put in that extra grind like, is there some guys who are saying, look, I can put in just enough grind, make my top 50s, make my cuts, and make a good living a good out of living, this? Right. You know, I don't know. Because there's a lot of these guys, the reason they're on tour and the reason they got there is they're so competitive. It almost doesn't matter if there was money out there or not. These guys right. are going to leave their soul on the playing field. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I think of like Tiger like that. You know, right. I don't think Tiger was ever driven by money. Obviously, he made a billion dollars playing golf, but I don't think he's ever driven by money. Tiger wouldn't, if we were here, we were playing, you know, ping pong, he wouldn't let us win. You know, he's yeah. that competitive. I wonder but then you get that other personality, which is interesting. It's like right. kids, he's out there, he's having a good time, he's making good money. I wonder if it's, uh, you know, it comes down to like the guys who just joined the tour, they're probably more money motivated. Then you got the guys who just have enough in their bank account where they're just win for focused. Yeah. They're like, I haven't won this one yet. I haven't won this US Open yet. I need a major. I think you see that a lot. When guys get a bunch of wins on their belt, it becomes new things. Like we were talking new about goals. this other day, like, yeah. uh, like even Rory winning you know the masters mm -hmm. I, we think that you're gonna start to get a point where they they start to set their sights on those notches that they don't have in their belt right yet. right like a fourth place finish for rory at like the honda he's going home and he's upset you know i think at this point he wants a green jacket right or another major but that said i think there's different personalities and some that they, no matter what they're not gonna take their foot off the pedal you know what i mean they're gonna true. they're gonna grind just as hard that's true mm -hmm. but it depends everybody's motivated differently i'm thinking you know kepka who we're gonna talk about later on but kepka you know, there's a guy who seems totally demotivated by by your regular week in and week out PGA Tour events, but then puts all of his focus into majors. And he said that yeah. before; he doesn't even practice for the other events. Right. So who knows? <laughs> but on. hey, guys, you let us know what you thought on uh, Kiz's take that uh, they pay him enough for twentieth that he doesn't necessarily need to be incentivized to go out there and grind it out for the win. I don't know how much of it's true, how much he's, he was joking. Again, you're reading some yeah. context between the lines, but. Let us know your your take on it in the I'll, comments. I'll tell you, I mean, I'm not experienced here, but I could just, I don't know. I can 
say that if a couple of zeros start adding up in your bank account, yeah, your motivation level just drops. A little bit. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, especially when the, the sponsors are throwing money, Michelobel, they're throwing money at you, money at you, your bank account's healthy, you're about to get married. And I don't make excuses for Brooks. He's an awesome golfer. I hope he wins a ton on tour. I love watching him play. But uh, you can take a step back when things are going your way. And you, you, I don't know. I feel like I'm the type of guy where like, if I know I need it, like I tell you this all the time, yeah. like if I, I, I thrive better when I, I need to survive. Okay. You know, like when, yep. like, back if, against the wall guy. Back against the wall guy. I mean, that's, you know, you tell me my tour card is in jeopardy this week unless I win. You might see me in a top 10 if I was a pro. Like, that's my mentality. And, you know, we see some of those guys who have some wins under the belt. I maybe, remember maybe they're taking the foot off a little. Poulter a couple of years ago. Remember that? He was in yeah, that exact he was about situation. To lose his card. About to lose his card yeah. and uh, showed his chops really quick. And he won. Yeah. Went in an event. <laughs> And it, and it just makes you wonder, like, there's a guy who's got more money than he'll ever need. You go on his Instagram account for two seconds, you can tell that with all the Ferraris right. and everything he owns. But he was in jeopardy of losing that, losing that coveted spot on a, on a, in a game that he loves so much, and he ramped it up. He worked hard. And there you go. Here. Did he have to win, though? I, I don't know he the story. He had to get uh, – it wasn't a win, but he had to finish pretty high up. Yeah, we're going back a couple of years. But he had, he had – it was either a top five he had something to do or like something that. like that to retain his card. So then he did. just did a, oh, y'all must have forgot. Yeah, yeah one of those. basically. Yeah. Yep. So until, anyway. Until he needs to do it again in a year. Shifting gears. I, well, we'll, we'll say this. No, no, nothing won. No bets won last week. No, event, lost huh? all the golf bets. But I think maybe oh. football is my new sport to bet on. <laughs> well, you got about two more weeks to do that. So yep. might as well get it in now. Um, but speaking of which, locally – we got snow again. That's right. Another you know? snowstorm. And we always say we'll play until there's snow on the ground. Well, unfortunately, right now, officially, there is snow on the ground. So we're not out there. We we had our lesson we did today. We went down to Plainfield Country Club, uh, which, by the way, didn't have snow. We yeah, drove about no 45 snow. minutes south. It's like It was tempting. I said, Mike, it's 38 degrees and there's no snow. You see how it just missed South Jersey and hit North Jersey and, and us up here. So. Yeah. But, but you know, regardless, getting some of that work done indoors. We'll talk about our lesson in a minute. Um, but big news. Um, we do have our first trip of 2022 officially booked. Mike, tell us about it. All right. We're booked solid and we are going to Innisbrook. I know we teased it on the last episode, but it's a it's, first for both of us. It is a first. Yeah. I haven't even been to Tampa. I haven't been to the West coast of Florida for crying out loud. This is a first for me. Really? Okay. So, uh, we'll be going over there and, uh, Four rounds on property, the north, the south, and then their famous island, and of course, the PGA Tour. Copperhead, which by the way, guys, we have the Copperhead course to ourselves. It's closed, and the PGA Tour grandstands are up. It's going to be in primo PGA Tour condition. We have it in the best possible condition we want it. I'm so psyched for this. I know. Now we just need some sun, so it's going to be warm. 60s I'll take. It's just going to feel great to, to escape and get down there and play some golf. So we will have a lot more golf and yeah. matches and things like that coming back to the channel really soon. Um, we may even, depending, you know, if you guys have followed along before on any of these trips we take, we stack them because yeah. uh, we try to get as much in as we can. We're usually 36 a day, guys, uh, and then whatever else we can do. Um, but if we're able to squeeze any time in there, we might do like a kind of an impromptu meetup. I know that there's a, a top golf down there in Tampa. So one thing I would say is if you're not already following us on Instagram, that's probably the best way to follow along with that. Follow at Golficity because if we do decide to do anything while we're down there, if we get the time, we'll throw something last minute on Instagram, let you guys know so we can do a meetup because uh, now that, you know, well, every time I feel like every time I say this, I jinx us and the numbers go back up. But as we start to get better with this whole COVID thing, which canceled countless of our meetups. Yeah, um, a lot of them. We're going to, we're going to, first thing that's going to come back are those in-person meetups and we're going to get together with you guys because that's what we love doing. Yeah. I mean, this one could be really promising because if it does, I mean, it's Florida. 
Florida's got a little more lax rules. Plus, it's a warm. We're going to be outdoors. So I, I think it could be a good one. And if nobody shows up, if whatever, you and I are just going to have some fun competitions. We Fine. go a little heads up at Top Golf. There's nothing Fine. wrong with that. Fine with me. Um, the other thing I want to try to squeeze in while I'm down there, and the wheels are in motion. Thanks to our good friend Rob Labritz, who was on a recent episode. He kind of introduced us to the folks over at TPC Tampa Bay. That's the course where Rob won his event. So I'm, I, it looked like a great course. Uh, it, it plays great. It's a tough course. There's a lot of water on it. It's a TPC course, which, by the way, do you know what TPC stands for? I've always thought it was like tournament players club. Or I don't think anybody knows. Yeah. I thought it was the players championship. The, okay. But like, like, the, like, like, like it's not the actual event, but like. It's just got that the players' championship uh, mark stamp on it, right? You know, like the players, right? The players, yeah, right, yeah. right. Not even close. Exactly. Yeah, what, 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 did what you look you? it up real quick? It's, it's. I'm way off. I think it's. Thought I thought Frank had it right. Did he? What did he say? What did? What did I said tournament say? players club. I, I think that is what it is. Is, is it really? When, when oh, we, it is the tournament yeah. players club. Okay. Hey, there you go. This Score one. The Frank means column. that a golf course is part of a prestigious network of golf course tr- courses around the world. So it's just. I always knew thing. it was a network. It was the TPC network, and I knew there was I just something. Never knew what, the, but what I, this stood for. I don't know. The pan- I, I I think somewhere <laughs> like half asleep in my subconscious, it's because like I'm one of the simulators. It might have had it spelled out. Tournament spelled Players out. Club, so and that's so where it's not the People's Champion. It stayed. The People's Champion. The People's Champion. What is that? Is that the, the Rock. rock right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we can get him on the show. Yeah. Talk right? about it. We're playing the People's Champion. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's talk about a little bit about this week. So yeah, we've got the American Express, right? West Coast. Let's move over to the West Coast. West Coast. So, so the the tour now moves out of Hawaii, um, mm-hmm. and uh, what is this event, by the way? Like, like, and this this event has a lot of history to it. Apparently, it does, and it's, apparently it's changed names quite a bit, gazillion times, right? So, I, I think going way back, it was the Bob Hope Desert Classic, and I think at, there was a time where they had a component of uh, of a pro-am right they had i think it was uh, a huge pro-am way back but but before we hit that this week they have it looks by the way like the biggest party in town and i love this about pga tour events because they seem like they're getting a little cooler where you can come out with the family and uh what do you got concerts you could see maroon five brad paisley so now you can like go there you can go to a local course you can go to a show you're just around golf it's just it's a little more than the golf is what i'm trying to say we see that at the uh, the northern trust when we go they yeah. have those little like boots and tents set up with like all fun things and experiences the fan experience and that's what that is i mean i don't know who wants to see maroon five and brad paisley but you know they're on the right track i was gonna say that sounds like a much lower card than i what's a lower card i mean you're not gonna get you know I don't know. Well, let's put this Motley, one thing I want to show you. Motley Crue. Why did I pick Motley Crue? Motley Crue. <laughs> You're not going to get like Motley Crue. It's not that know? kind of show. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think <laughs> it's been a Motley long. Crue is playing Starbucks down the street yeah, right now. If are. you want to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been a long day, folks. It's yeah, been a long day. Remember last week or a couple of weeks, whatever, we, I'm losing track too. We talked about money and how much the money has changed over yep. the years. I just scrolled back through this at Wikipedia article while you were talking about your, your fantasy to go see Matt Motley Crue. Um, and <laughs> Which back, I, I have seen live, by the way. Go ahead. Back in <laughs> 1960, uh, Arnold Palmer was the first to win this event. Mm-hmm. It was back then, it was the Palm Springs Desert Golf Classic. He okay. won to score 20 under par. He beat Fred Hawkins by three strokes. Yeah, and his winnings... That that year was twelve thousand dollars. Look at that. He won twelve thousand dollars in nineteen sixty. Now fast forward, last year it was Siwoo Kim, um, which interestingly runner up was Patrick Cantlay would go on to have a season in twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one, and uh, Kim won one point two million. So a little different in pay. 
So the total purse in 2021 was 6.7 million. The total purse in 1960 was $70,000. A little bit of a bump, huh? A little bit of a bump. And you could, I could see all the, uh, the turnover of names from the Bob Hope desert to the Bob Hope Chrysler, the Humana, the career builder. The purse crossed over, the total purse crossed over the $1 million mark in 1988. That's when they first hit a million dollars for a total purse. And didn't you say that it was a five-round event up until 2021? Well, or I was 20, trying to look through some of these scores. I start to see like 36 under, and I'm like, what, what, is, what is going on here? And they said it's over 90 holes. So it was, must have been – it was probably – It was played over five days back Yeah, then. you know, th- some of these two, they play them over various courses, and there might have been like yep. a, a pro-am component. But what's interesting is I'm scrolling through these the money here, right? So I told you in 1988 it went to a million, and then by 1997, so 10 years later, it was 1.5 million. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden – it turns the corner. And I wonder how much of this was the tiger effect, right? Yeah. So now you've got nine, from 1996 to 1997, it goes from 1.3 to 1.5 million. The next year, 1998, Fred Couples won. The total purse went to 2.3 million. Yeah. Then it went to 3 million the next year. Mm-hmm. So now it's jumping up in huge increments. Two, just two years later, by 20, uh, 2002, it was $4 million purse. And then now we're up just couple years later we're up to 6.7 million this year 2022 the purse is 7.6 million dollars it's healthy you know and through all those times purse never goes down maybe golf is in a good place seriously think about like all those years and all like the the issues that have gone on in like financial markets and like black mondays and stock market crashes and everything and pandemics the purses of golf tournaments just keep going up yeah well it's because golf is finally really growing as a game and, and mm-hmm. it's bringing more eyeballs and with eyeballs come bigger sponsors so that's just incredible anyway now, i just saw those numbers that's pretty ridiculous a little bit but but speaking of that like way back apparently this used to be like the biggest pro-am celebrity pro-am out there yeah, lots was, of people, right? Exactly. I, mean, I think I saw some some of the Sinatra was in it Sinatra. at one point. I think a little bit, a little bit more recent. Samuel L was in yeah, Don it. Don Cheadle, he's uh, always in like the AT and T pro. I think a lot of those people shifted over to that AT and T Pebble Beach pro am because that's yeah. where the pro am is that's now. For sure, um, and Lake Tahoe as well. Presidents, I, I heard, huh? Yeah, a couple presidents. Um, I think Dwight Eisenhower was the first president. Um, to participate in the Pro-Am. There was one year where three presidents played on the same card together. Wow. I believe the um, Wait, let the me, two can I guess? Oh, yep. You can guess. Uh, it has to be probably ones that are almost still alive, I would think. So Clinton, because it was named after him at some point. You got one of them. Uh, Ford? Gerald Ford? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Look at Zach's. Zach's going to Wikipedia. I can't say because I see it. I have the Wikipedia article. Um, well, I got two. So the other one. So Ford. I forgot the first guy I said already. Oh, Clinton. Was Bush Sr.? Yeah, Bush Sr. Senior. Well, I have here Eisenhower was the first U.S. president to play in the Pro-Am. Yeah, I already said that. Oh, okay. So Eisenhower, then the three other. But did you say talk about the three that were on the same sheet? Oh, on the same. C-sheet. Like they yeah, were okay. in the okay. same group? Yep. With Bob Hope. That's a lot of Secret Service. Yeah, I was going to say them and 30 Secret Service agents. That's like a that. lot of people in a group. Yeah. Can you imagine playing behind them? <laughs> no. <laughs> you definitely don't hit into that group. Playing behind three presidents and 80 Secret Servicemen. Forget it. Uh, Drones overhead. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah, so it's had some big names over the years. Okay, it's PGA and, uh, West. It's a beautiful course. Now I feel like this is where 
the PGA Tour for the, you know for the year. I know the wraparound season, but this is where it starts to like catch its stride a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now we come over from Hawaii, which is a little bit of a a vacation and a and a and a go low festival, right? And now we're gonna have you know some events in California and eventually we're over to Florida, getting ready for that mm-hmm. big Florida swing, which we're gonna it's see. It's a great Florida swing. The Farmers, yeah, Genesis, you know, and all those Valspar, so, or is that later? The Valspar is in. Florida. Val, yeah, Valspar yeah. is a part Isn't of that, that right? Because we're going to be Did playing Innisbrook just ahead of it. Florida. You said I meant California. This guys, it's been a long day, like we said. It's been a long I'm day. I'm on the wrong coast. But yeah, the Valspar is right Innisbrook where we were going to be playing. That's right. So so anyway, it reminds me, though, we're talking about some of these names that we had a, a poll. I, every once in a while, I like to like kick the dust you like off. these polls. I like to kick the, the dust off guy. this particular poll and mm-hmm. just rattle people up a little bit because it gets so polarizing. But we just had to throw it out there on our YouTube community page, and we asked Tiger or Jack, who's the greatest That's the biggest question in golf. Who is it? Gets people riled gets up. Gets people going. Uh, Very surprised th- by these answers. 1,500 votes, 83% Tiger, 17% Jack. And I think where you mm. see this gets more and more skewed as we go through the years and Jack is, a, you know, a little bit more distant from, from playing and people seeing him play, mm-hmm. you know, you get guys like our age who didn't really get to see right. Jack play and, and experience it. And then you get some of the guys who are, are pulling for Jack or people who are a little older and did get to see him play and all this other thing. But you always get the stats guys who come in and they say, the stats say it all. Look at the, the total number of majors. Stats. And all that type of stuff. I look way past the stats. I look at just what they did for the game and they both did amazing things for the game. Amazing. But Tiger did even more. The I game think. would be seriously lacking without either either one of these. Big time. I mean, it's a hard question to answer because, again, I didn't watch Jack play. I feel like it is a big, you know, the, a lot of the baby boomer population would vote Jack right away because of, you know, maybe they don't even like Tiger or right. like our younger generation. But, hey, for us, I think just what Tiger's done for the game and what he's accomplished, he's, he does have the most wins all time, Tiger, or tied for it at least. Right. I don't think he broke through Sneed's record yet, but still it's pretty damn good. Well, and you always get the debate. People saying if Jack had Tiger's equipment, yeah, they talk yada. about equipment too. But I don't know. I think it's all relative because they were all playing with the same equipment, right? And thing. and I, I don't know. I think Tiger similarly. If you're great golfers, can can do great things. It doesn't matter what equipment they're playing, right? I think you could give Tiger, you know, a week with Jack's old one iron, and he'd be flushing it, and he could use it out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. So it's just like it, that 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 conversation. I don't know. You beat Tiger with a balada ball and a one iron if you had that. <laughs> I think he can still beat us. Yeah. Yeah. No question course. about it. No question about it. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. It's a tough one. You guys can weigh in in the comments. Let us know what you think on it's it. But. Just like from my perspective as a little bit younger, uh, there's not much content about Jack. Like not, not much right. video. Like if you go on YouTube right now, I could find you probably four or five videos over an hour long of just the best produced tiger footage ever. Yeah. Like yeah. going back and watching tiger versus Rico or Rocco mediate. Yeah. Uh, that video, that movie that's on YouTube is just so amazing. And I just assume that there are so many other people like me that are, may not have seen Jack play, but, uh, are watching yeah, this tiger right, content and right. just they're like this is this guy how can anybody beat this guy exactly i think there's just it's just not a, a much of the coverage out there i mean the events weren't even televised in the same way for the length of jack's career that they are now where now i mean we we're just talking about this like uh where you're going to have that extended coverage of the early rounds mm-hmm. where we're going to have like every shot with like partnering up with amazon right. and all and we'll, this will lead into that netflix espn plus like, right. yeah so you don't have that with, with with Jack, but you know you get the people who just 
very stats focused and they'll dive in and they'll look at what, what Jack had done and how the margins of some of his victories and uh, his, um, what do you call it? His uh, majors. But I don't know. I think at the end of the day, we're just beating our heads against the wall with that debate. I think so. There's no way to ever truly prove it, but it's just, it's a more of a, it's a, it's a, there's definitely a fandom to it. Of yeah, who's the greatest of all the, time. There's going to always be that you put your own kind of feel to it. Right. I mean, there's also kind of like the famousness of the two words, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is a name that's right up there with Michael Jackson, Barack right. Obama. They, like, you ask anyone on the street who those people are. 10 out of 10 will say, oh, yeah, it's the golfer. Yep. But if you ask someone, you know Jack Nicholas. if they're not in golf, they might, someone might say, oh, isn't that the actor from The Shining? It's true. <laughs> like, no, 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 wrong guy. But, yeah, I mean, he's got more popularity. So. I think, yeah, Jack, Arnie, there were some, some guys who were, big, who were bigger than the game, but I don't think anybody was bigger than the game more so than Tiger. I think your point is, is healthy that uh, at the end of the day, like, he's got to be the most well-known golfer of yeah, all time. Yeah, right there. And I think a big part or of that athlete. that helps him is that when he, the timing of, of that, we said the coverage. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, the big endorsements, Nike, you know, imagine like now you're all of a sudden you're in Nike commercials that are played in on prime time on every other sport too. I mean, worldwide. If, worldwide. worldwide. I right. mean, if, if you can set a, a, a massive earthquake ripple effect through social media by just taking one golf swing. Yeah, like you are the king. Recently did for sure. Yeah, so, all right, I'll tell you what. Let's do a quick uh, a break. We'll do a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to dive into. I want to definitely want to talk about that Netflix um, documentary. Yeah, I'm interested about up. that. You know, mm -hmm. this will, that's a good lead into it, and then we've got a bunch of other stuff from the news we want to cover. So, let's do a quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll hop right into it. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Titleist, and the evolution of the T series advances Titleist even further in their mission to produce the best irons in the world. New materials, new processes, and new refinements power precision that must be felt to believe. Each model is an instrument of exacting performance, passed from Titleist R&D to Tor Pros to you. The Titleist T series is precision made, precision played, and you've got to check it out for yourself. And if you missed it, just the last two weeks we both released our what's in the bag videos where we ran through our experience with the new Titleist T-Series irons. Couldn't be more excited about them. Both loving how we're hitting them right now and heading into 2022. Couldn't be more excited about it. So test them out for your game. The Titleist T-Series has something for everyone. Make sure you get fit this season. Give them a go and uh, you can, you'll thank us later for it. They're like butter. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank Footjoy. I want to talk about rain because I've been talking about snow too much. It's like bothering me. You know, After what happened in my house yeah. with the flood, I don't want to talk about yeah, rain. Actually, you can wanna, talk about I'm going to ask you about that in a second. But let's talk about rain. I mean, we have unpredictable and variable conditions is, is what you can expect in places like, I don't know, Scotland. I mean, whether you're visiting North Berwick or Muirfield, if you're passing through the home of St. Andrews, where we played, uh, traveling to Royal Aberdeen and so Turnberry, you name it. The temperatures are very, uh, but the unpredicted, un, under, unpredictability, excuse me, it always remains constant, yep. you know, and damp weather is never too far off in places like that. And, and you know, we love to take these trips. You go there. We got to get prepared for them. So it's crucial to layer, have that rain suit handy that rain gear we played the old course poured we had the right equipment for it that kept us warm I mean, that guy he wanted my jacket he didn't yes. have a jacket he was unprepared yes the doctor was unprepared that thankfully you had an extra jacket and lent it to our, our i did it's the one i actually day. brought today and yeah. it, it saved his life it and did. i know he's been very thankful for that so layering is crucial and as the
the Scots often say there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. So I love that. So go check out FootJoy's lineup of rain jackets and pants. Uh, we have them all. We roll them up super small. We stuff them in our bag because when that rain does come, it comes in all different directions. We don't want to get soaked because we are playing 36 a lot. We are going from course to course. So you want to maintain that dryness and you just throw these waterproof, breathability, stretchable uh, products that FootJoy brings and they're amazing. So go to footjoy.com and check out everything that you need for your wet and rainy golf weather. All right, so we left off there talking about Jack and Tiger. Yeah. Uh, and again, talking about how as golf, you know, there's new ways to kind of consume it. And mm -hmm. we're starting to see uh, as it becomes even more popular to, to more broader audiences, you're starting to see things like Netflix and some of these other, you know, content you know, whatever you want to call them, like, you know, content houses looking for ways to incorporate some of that. And I couldn't be more excited about this. So you got this new Netflix docu-series that's going to be coming um, in partnership with the PGA Tour. And I think a, a big part of this is building on the success of the Formula One series. Um, because here too, again, it, it, not only is it great for us who are already fans, because we get to see that kind of deeper dive and, and see, you know, a little bit more behind the scenes, inside the ropes, right. the stuff we always want to see. I think it just the storylines themselves will even bring some people who are on the fringe of interest in golf more interested. Yeah. So case in point, you know, you got Zach. Point. Zach watches Formula One religiously. He loves the, that series. He dives into it. Me. I'll watch it here and there, right? I'm not a I'm not a follow it every week type of guy, but I dove into that the you know the the series on Netflix recently because it's like just popped it on, try something new, and I just got absorbed in the storylines. It's incredibly well done. Mm -hmm. um, but Zach, your side of it, you know, from somebody who's a, a big Formula One guy, what what was your take on that series? Well. More than just being a Formula One guy, I'm a big content guy. I'll look at content, as you know, I'll yeah, look yeah. at content on YouTube, Netflix. I'm just looking for the best content that entertains me the most. And just the way they put it together was so amazing. And Formula One has so many different storylines going on during the season that as a viewer, after two guys get into a crash on Sunday, you're like, oh my God, I wish yes. I knew what was going through their head yep. when they got into this crash. Well, the show will just cut right to that, cut right from the crash to them talking about, well, I personally thought I was, you know. But do they follow them off course and go to like their homes? Yes. They do. Yeah, okay, so we're gonna for see sure. That. Well, and that's where I think you're going to see it explode if you do get another moment like where we were having with, with, uh, that tension that was building between Bryson and Brooks, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll imagine if all of a sudden on Netflix, like like Zach was saying, the next week you can catch interviews with them talking about it. It's yeah. going to get a ton of eyeballs because that's what everyone wants to see. You know, they want to get that drama. And in, like Formula One, it's an individual sport. Yeah, I have a right. I have a hot take on this docu series. I actually think that this Netflix docu series will bring in more non golf fans than any other piece of yeah. content ever in golf this will be responsible for bringing more golf fans in than than since mm. tiger's yeah big boom it's it's, it's very hard to, are, to argue with that are they highlighting a different person each episode or is it just one massive it story really depends um formula one they will highlight a team or two teams per episode mm -hmm. uh, they only had 10 episodes per season okay. so 22 23 races something like that so you can't really get every race in every well you, multiple races yeah. per episode so i think they'll just probably have 
a bunch of film teams yeah. following all I'd these guys and whoever has the best story right. that's just going to be the one they and run I with i assume majors things i want to like see them like flying to their location getting ready for prep behind like what they're eating i want to see that stuff yeah well it was a lot like i used to love those um i don't remember who it was if it was hbo whoever did those those the hard NFL. knocks no, remember they had hard the knocks. HBO Hard Knocks, but then they also do the twenty four seven. Yeah, well, they ha- I, I I don't even remember what it was called. I'm talking about like years ago, but I okay. watched like the NFL, like the kind of like each. It was like a little story. Like they'd have the playoffs and they'd have all that in between, and they, we'd get that was the only time back then when we would get like the audio from the coach a little bit more. Right. And that, I th- I want to see a little bit more of that. Like mm-hmm. you said, maybe it's the prep or maybe it's it's Brooks talking with his team and like, Bryson yeah, comes right. up. But yeah, I agree with what Zach says. Is that people are just drawn to like kind of that drama so you may see you may not watch the you know the events the pga tour events but now you're you're on netflix you're serving through you get pulled into the drama a different way and now i have to watch them play on the weekend it's true reality television yeah like you have the kardashians and you have even like survivor and stuff like this it's super theatrical this is literal reality and they're making it into the best possible show that they can. Mm, right. I just think match made in heaven. Yeah, that's. I mean, can you put the the graphic up of who's actually in it again? This is just a oh, very small. Short, but, it, but it's a lot of. It's most of the big names. There's about twenty five names there. on it. Okay. Currently, uh, Bryson is not on it, and I don't think Bryson will end up going on it because that'll probably take away from his YouTube channel. Um, he's got all the content he needs. Right. Going out to the public off of his YouTube channel. Yeah, so. you never know. I mean, I wonder sometimes if the if the agreement is between the players or if it's with. It the, is. is it? I'd still take a Netflix Because usually deal. the PGA Tour, once the if, let's say PGA Tour makes an agreement uh, with um, with Netflix, then it's open to all players. I mean, well, all players can opt in, I believe, but they it's up to the player to opt out. Gotcha. Got it. Well, I tell you what, either way, I'm excited for it. Um, we're going to ha- see a lot more. Like Speaking with the yeah, roast here. Yeah, what happened there with that? With, with the Homa and JT. Yeah, so do we, have that, do we have that tweet? Can we pull up? Of course. Yeah, of course he's got it. So uh, <laughs> That's great. Max Homa says, I can't believe I'm going to be on Netflix, LOL. And this is what we talk about like with these guys like always ribbing each other. JT couldn't let that slide. Comes back with, uh, what, what did you do with all the time uh, you saved typing Ama and not I'm going to? <laughs> <It's great. laughs> that you could tell was a friendly jab. That one With for no sure. meanness at all behind it. I love it. That's yeah, the stuff I love. But again, all this is what we get are these little flashes of these guys' personalities. And I think this is what I, I think I enjoy the most is that they're not just you know, athletic spectacles. You know, these are people mm. with personalities and and nuances that make them who they are right and i love getting a little bit of insight into their character so whether it be that you're a fan of someone and you want to go deeper and understand them better as a as a person or maybe it's just you you become like you you start watching the netflix series and you become interested in them as a person and now you want to see their performance and right. i think that way it'll lead into more people watching golf it's smart all around yeah and also i guarantee you that this netflix show is going to make you guys fans of players that you weren't fans of previously like if if you were going into an event and be like oh i don't want to watch this because patrick reed you know like i'm not a big patrick reed guy but he might be on this show and he might show a side that he's never shown to anything else personally like with the formula one show i'm not a ferrari guy at all i'm mercedes till i die (laughs) but uh (laughs) but 
this show made me like Ferrari and it gave me a better appreciation for that team. And I yeah. just think it'll be uh, similar with yeah, the PGA right. tour. I would not be surprised. Um, but speak, speaking of stories, um, the other thing was this week, this, this big Mike passport story. Yeah. I know you were following it pretty closely. Mike. Yeah. So big Mike, uh, Visaki, uh, Zach and I were chatting about this earlier. It's an incredible story where, you know, he gets invited to this corn ferry tent in Bahamas, Exuma. And he's the, like the 25th alternate in the event. So you're far out of it. You're not playing it. You're far off. But he, he didn't have his passport, and it was in process of coming to his house. Well, well, to shorten the story a bit, the passport finally came. He calls his caddy. He jumps on a plane. Because while this is happening, he's moving up. He's, moving, up, he's moving it up. And, and I believe when they got on the plane. He didn't have... He didn't have his passport when he got up to, I believe, fourth or fifth that's on right. the alternate list. Then and it still up. had no passport. And, and that's when it's getting real. It's getting you're real. You're fourth or fifth on the alternate list. There's a chance you're going to be playing. Like, I event. might be in this event, and I can't right. get there. Right. Right. So he calls his caddy, and he says, hey, let's go. They jump on a plane. I believe he tweeted a photo from the plane that we have here, right, Zach, where I believe he, he jumps up to first alternate. He writes, first alternate life uh, for the Corn Ferry event in the Bahamas. So he got his passport. He jumped on a plane. He made it down there. Mm-hmm. He got, he went there, he went to the, uh, to the event, he was on the range, he was watching guys hit, and he said that, you know, as things started to progress, it, it, was a, it was slowly becoming a bummer because he did not end up getting into the field. He waited, he was the next one in line, and just, there, he needed one more person to drop yeah. out. It didn't happen to him, and then th- there's this long story there on the screen. Uh, I'd love to get him on the show to talk to him about it, but he, he ended up, uh, just said he went to the beach to relax just to kind of take his mind off it. And then to make matters worse, uh, <laughs> he lost that passport in a taxi yep. heading back to his hotel. Uh, and he luckily, they found it. Someone found it, returned it to him. He was able to get back on a flight to get home to Miami. I mean, all that trouble. And well, he got a couple hours on the beach. <laughs> it's, it's wild. And that, that right <sighs> there is a perfect example of imagine Netflix was following him for that. Exactly. Exactly. But I, even even if they weren't, I, this is where I think some of these guys, like Big Mike, right? So this guy is already he's he's been in the news a few mm. times. We had it with Justin Thomas gave him some money in order to keep you know yeah. playing and stuff like that. Guys like this, I think one thing that I think Bryson is doing so well, and I think it's a missed opportunity if these guys don't do it, is document it yourself. These are such interesting stories. Like, right? Yeah. You may not have to be part of the Netflix series. Somebody like that, like. Get a YouTube channel. That's it. I, I would have called my caddy. The next thing I would have called my, my videographer. <laughs> I would be like, hey, we're going to we're tr- we're going to do this. It's going to be an epic story. Hire your Let's go. your you know wife's nephew, nephew. who's <laughs> good with a camera and be like, buddy, I need you to launch this YouTube channel. For right. Me. Follow me around because that's where too like where some of these players have a benefit that people in the past didn't have, mm-hmm. and that's this opportunity to create content around things that are so interesting to the rest of us. Like, we want to follow this along. I, I would love have loved to, to have seen I mean, I, we had enough just enjoyment just reading through his Instagram post where he typed out what happened. Exactly. Imagine if that unfolded over one or two YouTube videos. Yeah. I'd be glued to it, yeah. watching, is he going to make it? Is he not? You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know. To me, it's, it's a missed opportunity because some of these guys... They could, in a lot of ways, I mean, they could probably supplement their own income as they try to work their way. Because a lot of these guys, it's a losing proposition when you're in those lower level tours. Yeah, you're I mean, not usually. You're, maybe you're making back what you spent. You know, maybe it's an investment to try to make it to the big show. It's hard, man. But that, that goes back to our debate about MLB still being the toughest. I mean, the grind it takes. Look, I mean, the guy he 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 got all the way to that position. He still didn't even make it. You know, and and we saw him in a PGA Tour event not too long ago. So he got up to the grand stage. 
Yeah. And then he kind of drifted backwards. But I want to know like how. Like, I want to see a YouTube channel, Big Mike's Journey to the PGA Tour. Yeah. And I will follow weekly episodes of that. Give me a video every week, just a quick update on something like this. This would have been like the, the yeah. real. All right, Zach. Here. Zach, get him on the show. And uh, we're going to tell him that he's got to start a YouTube channel. Right. All right. We're going to tell him how to run his life. We're going to run his life for him. I can do that. <laughs> you start it or we're going to start it for you? No, start it for you because I love his story. I think he's a, he's a great, he's a lovable guy. He had that emotion, those tears. Yeah. And he called his dad when he, he got it like, like I'm glued. And then JT hands him that check, that kind of like that, that sly, like in the hand check that no yeah. one saw. Yeah. By the way, how much do you think he gave him? That's he a gave great him like 10, question. 10K, 20K? I feel like- I think it's maybe 25K. I think I, 25 is the number, my guess. Let, me know, let us know your guesses in the, in the comments below. It was never revealed exactly how much JT right. gave him. But I think uh, 25 is probably enough to, to keep someone going on the, the corn ferry for a, a while. You, yeah. know, I mean, you think about they're, they're paying those expenses, hotel rooms, travel, There's entry people on fees, staff, yeah. You know, yeah. I think so. A lot of those guys, the staff is not many. It's just them and their caddy. It's probably at that point, it's just them and their caddy. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, Mm. I mean, it was cool, but it just shows you too, like some of these guys like supporting like JT and and, I don't know. I just think it'd make a great story and I want to see more of it. Yeah, same. And and what doesn't make a great story is a pipe bursting in your house. So what happened there, man? Let me tell you something. I, I've I have had enough of. I say this every year, and it, it always happens in the comments. You guys comment. You got to move down move south. Down you got to that easy. I get it. Okay, <laughs> but like you know, we got our whole families here. Well, one thing that is we don't often talk about. Mike and I were cousins, right? We've got such a big family. Uh, our our parents, our fathers, are our brothers, and they have a hundred first cousins. That's such a, how big of a family that we right. have in this area. So it's kind of be tough to move. That I digress. Either way, I hate winter. So just we had an incredible cold snap here in, in New York. It was in the you know nine degrees, seven degrees. You you know the type of cold where now every all of a sudden your social media fil- feed is filled up with everyone snapping pictures in their car of the thermostat, of the thermostat. showing yeah, you how cold yeah. it. That's how cold it was. So I had a pipe freeze up in my uh, in my bathroom. My master bathroom, the the sink freezes up, mm-hmm. and it had done this before. So I open up the cabinets, trying to thaw it out, get some warm air in there, and it had given me trouble before, but never like this. So now my wife and I were in bed, we're sleeping. It's one in the morning. My wife wakes me up, and this was the the night where it snowed a lot, but it was going to turn over to rain because it was right. warming. This is where it was warming so, up. So the weatherman so and you just warm yeah. thaw, yada yada yada. <laughs> We hear what sounds like torrential rain. My wife wakes me up. She's like, what is that? It's raining so hard. I'm like, oh, they said it was going <laughs> to switch over to rain. I'm like, go back to sleep. There it's it fine. It's, it's the raining. Yep. Right, that's, a, that's me. She goes, are you sure that that frozen pipe didn't burst? That's all I need to hear. I jump out of bed. Wait, she said that frozen pipe? You knew it was frozen? Because we knew it was frozen. Because the fe- and, and it does this often. When it gets oh, really cold, okay. this particular pipe freezes. And there's nothing you can do about it. Just hope and praise it gets warm. I just warm. try to defrost it. You know what I mean? But I couldn't get it to frost. It was so cold. Gosh, it's, it's on the exterior. Got to get some insulation on that well, pipe. Tell me about yeah. that. The plumber <laughs> told me all about But anyway, I don't know. We just moved in the house not long ago. I didn't build the house, so don't blame me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I jump out of bed. I go in my bathroom. There's like an inch of water across the whole floor. Okay. Now I'm thinking, what's below this bathroom? I run downstairs. Luckily, it's not like a living room. It's the mm. garage is below it, which yeah. is part of the reason why it froze up. Uh-huh. And- 
I hear the water and now it's, it's coming down. Not, not like a waterfall right now. It's, it's mostly absorbed in the, in the ceiling, but it's dripping down the steady stream. And I got a, I got a pretty decent sized garage, you know, two car garage. And in fact, I've had these ideas this winter. I was going to put a mat and a net yeah. down and start, you know, using as a practice area. But out of the whole garage, where's this one stream of water coming down? It's directly on my golf clubs. <laughs> I've got so much stuff in there. The kids, bikes, both cars, everything else. It's just the one little footprint that's my golf clubs. Like and going in the bag and everything. Water. Yeah. Oh, so I immediately moved that out of the way. Right. And I, had a, and I ran downstairs in the basement. This is all, what, 1 o'clock in the morning? 1 o'clock in the morning. I shut off the main water to the house. Oh, now we got no water. I'm calling emergency plumbers. Long story short great guy this local plumber came bailed me out the next day he fixed it he had some insulation luckily not that much damage because like i said the water went into the garage yeah lucky you know i got lucky and my golf clubs i'll report are completely fine okay i uh, immediately after shutting the water off the first thing i did is in the garage at 1 30 in the morning drying my golf clubs off because you know i guess you trying to resuscitate the pet nardi golf is life and it has to happen that way <laughs> yes did you take swings to try and dry them off no i didn't take swings oh i didn't take swings but i i did i dried it all up and i'm like okay i've got to move on from this but another reason why i just uh i hate winter man. yeah i know i hate winter. i feel like though we're only like eight weeks away like let's just get through it and this this getting down to innisbrook will be a nice break <sighs> it will be um frank speak, hold on uh, did you get any content you take any pictures? Do you get any video, oh, anything of was, the water falling on your clubs? I had thought about it. Come I'm on. I'm not going to lie that I had thought about it, but but no. If I got water actively running in my clubs, I'm not pulling out my camera. The first thing I'm doing is I'm moving those golf clubs. Right. And I'll tell you what. I was in that you know that half days you're in when you get woken from dead sleep at 1.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. That's where I was at. And my, my brain is working at about like a quarter of its normal speed trying to problem solve like what is happening. And I bet that water was cold. Cold and loud. Like yeah. so loud. It was just well. Bravo for you for knowing where the main water shutoff is in your house. I don't know where those things are. <laughs> Mike just calls the fire department and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> when a light bulb goes out, I call yeah. the fire department. <laughs> he, 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 he actually he sets a match, calls the light up, and then he leaves. Just get the insurance and get a new house. <laughs> well, hey, I'm glad you determined the issue. Now you better insulate those pipes. I think he took care of it for you. He helped me with some insulation right, while he was up there. But anyway, jeez. Oh, Speaking of which, that's why I'm so looking forward to Innisbrook getting down there. Yeah. And and speaking of which, one thing that I, the only saving grace of winter is that I find that it gives me that space to work on my game a little bit. Some other stuff you get wrapped up in the middle of the season, you're not going to work on it. So stay tuned for this because we'll have, we'll have some new videos out, you know, for the whole experience. But we both got to work with mm-hmm. Ryan Hager today. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you were working on your swing speed and formalizing working with the, the swing speed trainers a little bit. Yeah, I did the uh, the super speed training that I've always wanted to do <clears throat> with the coach and someone that I can, uh, I mean, I've, like I said in the video, I've done it once when we were at Demo Day down in Orlando when I just kind of tested it. So this time I wanted to go through it with the coach and then learn the proper way to do it and now continue to do it for the next few weeks. So I yeah. can, he said, it's not going to work if you do it once. It's like anything else. You just got to keep doing it and doing it, doing it. And we had that big aha moment right away. Yes. It shows impressive results right away, but he said those results will wane if you're not constantly doing it. Mm-hmm. But he said, if you put this as part of your, and it's another, it's a perfect thing for the off season because you don't have to hit a golf ball. Right. You're just swinging them, you know, and you know, I don't know, super speed. I feel like is one of those things. It's not a gimmick because I've seen more and more of the, you know, really great coaches that we work with are all using it in some way. Yes, they are. And it seems to work. So I'm excited to see, and we'll keep checking back on your gains with it. You've got a set of super speed. I got a set. I mean, I was able to hit uh, 119.2 with the driver. I mean, it was one of those like swing out of your shoes type of thing. You want me to see how hard I can hit it. But I got my, what's great today, I learned about my golf speed. 
Right. Ron, Ron kept saying, well, my swing out on the course is X mile per hour, which shows you like in competition, in play. And I want to get my golf speed, I guess, consistently around that, you know, 116, 115, 116. I went in at 113 was my yes. baseline. Yeah. So, you know, very uh, interesting stuff. So. It was great hearing, you know, Ryan talk about like the, that whole like balance of control and speed and how this kind of helps unlock a little bit more speed and, and how each of us as players kind of have a ceiling. So it was, it was just good to even go through the exercise just to know where your ceiling is yeah. and mm -hmm. what you can do when you need to dial it up. Again, like we saw Matsuyama do when he wanted, you know, forced that playoff, he dialed it up yeah, a bit. And it, it, in that case, it paid off. Uh -huh. um, and then I got to work a little bit on my swing sequencing, which we'll talk about a lot more and we'll, we'll, you'll see more on, the, on the, the video. But again, I'm just trying at this point in my golf game, my, my goal is to just check off some of those spots that I feel like I've been plateaued or hung up for a long time. Yeah. I feel like I'm happy with the way I play. I, I could play this game for the rest of my life at a 10 or 12 handicap and be happy with it. Same. Because I just get enjoy getting out there, playing the little friendly competition, that type of stuff. By the same token, I know there's certain stuff, plateau, just got to get a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And one big thing, and, and again, this is why I love when we do those challenges. Like we did that three club challenge recently. Right. And that video will be out in just a, you know, a week or two. And there were some spots where I didn't have enough club for my shot. And I noticed whenever I try to overswing it or I try to put a little more on it, my sequence gets out of order, meaning I often will start the downswing with my hands and arms instead of my lower body because I rush it because I try to like smack and like hack at the ball. Right. And it causes problems in various degrees. But it's also it's that frustration you get when you, you see consistency kind of go out the window. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, like you, you, it's like, oh, where did that shot come from? Mm -hmm. Bad shot. So. I've said it a billion times. In 411 episodes, I've been saying this for, for all of them, saying there's no magic bullet. We talked about that with Hager. There's no magic pill to take. He's like, it's all about working on those fundamentals. And one of those fundamentals is the sequence in which you do your golf swing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to work on that. And he's like, he's like, the hard part with working on sequencing, he goes, it's not like if you had a face club face issue and I just showed you really quick how to square the face and all of a sudden, aha, moment. Like, right. Your kid is right. He goes, this is more so, this is like where you're playing that, like it's like a more boring fix. Because mm -hmm. he said, you won't notice it at first because it's just that you're going to hit less bad shots. Yep. So he's like, where you're going to notice is when you're on that 15th hole in the round, you'd be like, oh, I haven't hit a bad shot today. You know what I mean? That's the difference. But still, just like you're doing, for me, it's going to be putting the work in. I've, he gave me some great drills to use. He did with those alignment sticks. Yeah. Yep. And so I'm going to use those throughout the, the winter, and I'm just going to work on that consistency. There's nothing flashy or sexy about it, but you get but you it know, working. It will go a long way for you. You lose those bad shots. Absolutely. And, you know, the, back on the swing speed thing, the one thing that, that really, you know, rang true for me was the uh he was talking about how he was he's like hey before we even do this super speed training with these sticks he's like i can show you how to increase your swing speed just by making better connection with the ball you know like yes, transferring right. energy hitting better contact swinging up on the ball i mean you'll probably just increase your swing speed just swing better but you know but we said but that's you know a conversation for another day let's just hop right into it so you know a lot of great stuff. We, we, we didn't have enough time to get it all in, but uh, about an hour but each I, there. I, I also like those singular focus. like Big time. Just focus on one thing, get better at it, work on the next thing as much yeah, as you can. For sure. Um, all right. Anyway, yeah. a couple other things. We might we dive into some stuff from in the news this week real yes, quick. Yes, yes. Uh, this one, thing, one was great. I loved this. Callaway winning like tweet of the year They, they <laughs> already. We're only a couple weeks into 2022. They win tweet of the year. They come back at at Taylor Maid, who's been having all, all the headlines lately, and <laughs> they said, uh, "Throwback Thursday to a carbon face driver we released twenty years ago. Our face technology has moved on quite a bit since then." <laughs> Ouch, <laughs> right? Because right. you know, 
obviously TaylorMade's really trying hard to push this narrative of uh you know, carbon wood and, and moving on from titanium to carbon fiber in the face. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's where, you know, Callaway is kind of just saying, eh, that's just a, you know, kind of dusting off of an idea we did years ago. Right. Look, I think at the end of the day, there's, there's truth to it on both sides. There's no doubt there's going to be a bit of marketing. It's their job. They're going to take whatever technology and they're going to really try to put that, real emphasis behind yeah. it like this I love is revolutionary things. right yep but there is also still stuff that is revolutionary about it you know the reality is do what do i think now that everybody's gonna switch over to carbon fiber no mm -hmm. i think if you distill it down to its most simple basics when you think about a driver drivers that have thinner stronger faces are gonna go further mm -hmm. and as we see companies putting a stronger focus on better materials, better manufacturing tolerances, they're going to be able to squeeze out a little bit more ball speed. Yeah. We saw this with our TSI drivers. You know, they're, now they're getting, they're sourcing that material locally from Pittsburgh and they're, they're working. They, you're finding like, that's where a lot of the advancements are coming is they're working with the raw material guys to make that material perform as best as it can be so that they can get it super thin and super, super, you know, hard. And they're able to, you know, get that face that acts like a spring. That said, I think they're getting so good with all of these different, whether it's titanium or carbon fiber, I don't think one is going to win that battle. Right. Same. I agree with that. You know? So I think that, yeah, there's a lot that is really cool. And we're seeing a lot of people having some great success with the new stealth over it. But I think Callaway adeptly pointed out that yeah, it, carbon fiber in the face is not something that's new. They did it 20 years ago. I, and I love those tweets because I see those a lot on Twitter when like McDonald's goes at Wendy's. Yeah. It's awesome. And you know, they, they're not, they're harsh. They're not, there's nothing friendly about those tweets. No. Right. Same but I, I feel like in the same token, they all win. They both win. They both win on those. Because tweets. you get the diehards who, who do just, you know, get behind right. their company of choice. Yeah. Right. Side. right? Yeah. I think somebody put in the, uh, in our, newsroom chat mm -hmm. in our golficity writers chat um that it was pretty funny because the callaway driver i think somebody said that that driver ended up getting recalled really the new but one no oh the, the one back then the one back then got recalled or something like that so it was just kind of like they're taking shots over a recall a driver yeah man. i don't yeah. i don't know it's just yeah, something i remembered from the chat well who, who knows whatever it is they're going to continue this quest to make these driver faces thinner and uh and what do you call it and um just they're going to be thinner, lighter, but stronger. Yeah. And, and, you know, speaking of which, the next thing I want to talk about was, was congratulate Rick Shields here in a second, but I think Rick put it the best. I mean, I saw his recent video with, with the, uh, the stealth. And he said that one way to think about it is like the more the weight you can take away the face, you can more, you can push back on the driver. And he said, it's like if you had a car that crashed into a wall and you take the same car and load up the trunk with a bunch of bags of sand and crash it. There's more momentum, more force, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and Rick does a great way of, ex of explaining stuff that's easy to understand in that way. That's why and, he is uh, who he is. That's why he mm -hmm. is the first, you know, golf YouTuber to reach 2 million Congrats, subscribers. Rick. 2 million YouTube subscribers. And, you know, when we went out to YouTube Golf Day um, out in May of 2019, our first trip to England, our first time ever meeting Rick, we had him on the podcast uh, back then. And I believe he was like 800,000 subs. We're talking two years ago. Yeah. And, you know, COVID happened and, and like, you know, golf world blew up and Rick just kept pounding and pounding and, you know, 
kudos to him. He's worked his tail off, and he deserves all two million of those. Hundred percent. He he's brought you know golf to to so many people mm. through his his platform, and and now even his his golf show that he recently launched yep. has grown tremendously. Um, so in a lot of ways, he's been he's been a, a huge trailblazer. He really has. I, I we can't thank him enough for how he welcomed at that time when we did YouTube Golf Day. We had maybe what eleven thousand subscribers on yeah, YouTube, barely, right. which I'm I'm very proud of. I don't think anything to scoff it. But on the same token, it just shows here's somebody in his stature on YouTube at the time and welcomed us, you know, with open arms, open arms and brought and us in and did and, so much work to put that event together right. and. He, he took the time out of the day, which he was doing a million things that weekend. And he came up and he sat with us for an hour to come on the podcast. And Rick, I'd love to have you back on the show because I want to ask you about all this exciting stuff that you've been doing because I'd say this guy's the godfather of golf YouTube, right? I would say so 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wish him all the continued success. I can't, can't wait, wait to gets, see that. Yeah, five, five million, million, million. subs. Yeah, yeah exactly. let's go. And I'm sure, I'm sure he will get there because he continually produces some very very high quality content yeah yeah really cool and they did a tribute for him at st andrews i don't know if we put that on the screen yet but someone etched it there it is congrats rick shield two million youtube subs this was the same artist who i believe did that same etching for tiger woods when he got into the car accident like get well soon tiger yeah um, how many hours do you think something like that takes let me see that go back to that because you could see it's where huge he, you see where he starts on the bottom right that's like like he gets where he like goes off that thing must have took a while hey let me ask you a question i love the when, blank spots he must jump yeah he was jump yeah right Right. Is that what the question was? No, it wasn't that. Okay. But I was thinking that. I was like, how does he get from that spot to that spot? But if when we get to our 2 million subscribers, okay. where, where do you want? What beach? Of what golf course? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to beat that. I think I don't care what beach it is as long as you personally do it. Done. And I get a time lapse of watching you do it. Done. <laughs> and we'll have Zach run drone to watch me do it. He'll get through the sea and congrats and be like, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> call the fire department. He'd <laughs> <laughs> light the match and call the fire there department. There it is. Done. <laughs> out of there. All right, before we wrap up this week's show, we got to do our Bank It or Shank It segment. We're having too much fun with this each week. And yeah. uh, we launched it last week. Basically, are you banking it or are you shanking it? Uh, right, we're going to run through a couple of rapid fire here. And by all means, you guys weigh in with your own Bank It or Shank It in the comments below. So, I'll take us through this one. Let's do it. All right, Frank, you're up first. Links courses, bank it or shank it? Bank it all day. I don't want to meet the person who's shanking it for, for links courses. I love links courses. Yes, I'm, I'm with you too. And we play Balio, and there it is. Speak of the devil. Yeah. There's a course we love Which here. Which is not even a true links course. It's not course. a true links course. It's a, it's a, it's a links but layout. It's, it's like the closest to links we get here. Yeah. You know, we played the West Links up in yes. England. And yeah, I'm not even To be about a true that. links course, it's got to be, be next by to water. the water. Because right. that's where I learned this recently. That's where the name comes from. It's the it's the land, the earth that links the the uh, you know the sea to the land. It's Listen to this, guys. The links. It's great. I love it. I love that it's, a, it's a, such a test of golf. A true link. It is course. where I don't like them, and their biggest protection is that fescue. It's usually you know, a the lot wind. of Oh, the wind. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. Yeah, the wind. But they, most of them are guarded by ridiculous fescue. Yes. Or that incredible rough that still gives me nightmares from West Langs. Yeah. If you weren't in the yeah. fairway I mean, that day, just add two strokes to the hole. That's where I, I probably used the wrong word, but that's what I was thinking of. We dropped those balls. They were just disappearing. No, but you're right. Like I'm thinking like Ballyon is fescue. That's a lot of them true. have yeah, fescue yeah, yeah, too, yeah. but whatever You consider it is, that rough then at West Langs, huh? That was the that, rough. I didn't consider that fescue because it wasn't it like was that so wispy, tall and disgusting. Tall stuff. Yeah. It was that gnarly, green, yeah, you're heavy right. stuff. Like, like Ridgewood? Ridgewood was just thick rough. Right. Picture- Thick rough. Right. Pic that's what I'm trying to see. What's the- Yeah. What's the difference there? So- 
Picture like you know, like like, like the type farm. of like grass stuff you get like in the dense forest, where it's like kind of like it's not like one strain; it's growing in all different directions. It's wild. It's truly yeah, like yeah, wild. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's what that was. It's like. grabby. Instead it's... of like that very manicured PGA Tour rough that we got at Ridgewood, yep. this is like that just m- like gnarly, mangly, you're naughty just stuff. You're hacking out of it. Hacking out of it. But like if yeah. you pulled if you pulled it up straight, the the grass is probably eight inches, ten inches long. It's like that. Right. So gotcha. we were happy if we found our golf ball. Okay. Line. All right, well, we both like Link's courses. We're banking it. Let's move on. Bank. Xander Shoffley, is he winning a major this year? Yeah, I'm going to bank him winning a major. I think he's got the chops to do it. I think he's got the game to do it. He proved it with the with the uh, the gold medal. He you know he was able to – he rises to the occasion. Um, this is a guy that I could see winning a PGA. This is a guy I could definitely see winning like a um, – yeah. I know it's not a major, but the players. Yeah, I, could see. I think he's got the chops. I think he has the chops, but I'm going to shank it. And I'll tell you why. I think there's just bigger names out there. I think like guys like John Rahm, uh, JT. Um, there's other names out there. Bryson that I think we might see holding some major trophies this year. I mean, I'd love for Xander. I'm a big fan. Love watching him play. But I'm going to. All right. So sidebar, it. bank it or shank it for you. Who wins a major first? It doesn't have to be this year. Is it uh, Xander or is it Morikawa? Shoffle or Morikawa? Morikawa has one, has one already. Or yes. two. He's got two. He's got yeah. PGA Championship at Harding Park and the Open Championship. Right. Xander has none. But he's got the gold. But he's got the gold. Who wins the next one? Who wins a major first out of the two of those guys? I'm going to go Colin. Okay. Me too. Because he's been there before. And I, I, I want to see Xander win it. I wanted to say Xander, but I just think it's Colin. I have a question. Yeah. What or Where do you guys hold a, an Olympic gold medal compared to a major? Personally, mm. me as a ski racer... The Olympic gold medal was, be high up was the peak. Yeah, that's, that's the it, pinnacle right. no of athletic achievement. That, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying in general, uh-huh. like in any sport, I think an Olympic gold medal is the peak of athletic achievement. Gold medal what do you guys think country? for golf? Ooh, good question. Yeah. I think for a lot of these guys, it's it's in a pinnacle. I, I you hear guys talking about it. Like I know, like remember Ricky Fowler got the Olympic yep. rings tattooed on his arm, and some of these guys. At the end, and we talked about this before about how like money you've got enough at some point in some ways and right. it's like not as much of a motivator and the motivator becomes winning for their country i think that but i think if you really distill it down to strength of field i think the the harder thing it almost seems is to win a major. now you could say you get more at bats with majors you do because you play four every year instead of, instead of one every four, every years. four years right i get that but if you look at the fields, like, yeah, this incredible golfers who go over and play in the Olympics. It's but a tough debate. The majors, I mean, it's, it's, it's a the top debate. in the world every time. Yeah. Be, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool pickup line if you're single. Yeah, I got a cold medal. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't... I mean, come on, right. But wouldn't the best players in the world still be playing in the Olympics? Wouldn't Most, it just be... The, wouldn't it, it just depends be, because you can only send a few from each country. I understand, but, but aren't the they sending the best? They are sending the best of that year. There's a, but but of let's like who's say, currently trending? It's like the Ryder Cup. Like you could be right. great, but you didn't make it. Right. So you could get a top fifty guy who doesn't make it, but he could be in a major, and you know, what I mean, so like Bryson's just not in the top five for the USA, but you'd be like, why is he not in it? Right. So I mean, I don't. know. That's a tough one, Zach. It's a tough uh, gold medal or a major. We'll let you guys, guys weigh in in the comments. Yeah, let us for know. That one. Zach stumped us. All right. Yeah, next, we're moving on. on. Speaking of uh, majors, Brooks. All right. Forget about major. Is he even in the winner's circle this year? He's one last time in February of last year, almost a year now. He's been kind of quiet in that regard. Yeah. So a year ago, I think a lot of this depends on, on how healthy he is. Uh, you know, we saw him. You counted as a, as a win when he, he won the match with, with Bryson? Uh, uh, no. 
No. I'm going to say tour wins. Here's a guy who, who can barely bend his knee enough to read putts, but is still in the mix. He's uh, a gamer. I think, I think Brooks is the type of guy who's good for at least one win every season. You're banking it, and I'm, I'm banking it, bank too, it. for that yeah. same reason. Yep. Yep. He's I love just, that. Unless some major injury catastrophe where he's out for an extended period of time, I think he, he puts one win on the board every year at minimum. Yeah. And he's going to be a competitor in those majors. He'll be in the top five, I mean, in, at some point. No doubt. You know, no throughout doubt. He's always going to be in the conversation of the majors. All right, last one. This might be my favorite. Uh, Justin Thomas, uh, after seven years of trying, are we eventually going to get him on the podcast? My number one get in all of life on the podcast. I, I know Tiger's like unreachable, but, you know, JT's my guy. <laughs> there he, there is. he is. Yeah, we want to make this image happen. I don't know if he's going to be sitting on the table, but uh, what do you think? I think it's going to happen because when you put your mind to something, it usually happens. Oh, Mike. What a sweet guy. Mike is a, he's the type of guy who will, who will get in there and put the work in and make something happen. The workhorse. And it's so funny. You've told the story here before, right before JT started winning on tour and he was just a brand new name. You, you almost had him on the podcast. I you had a conversation him. with his father who was his, his, his um, what do you call it? He was his agent or whatever you he want to was, call it. Yeah. Manager. 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 He was his manager at the time. And we were so close. And then he won and his foot's been he on the pedal ever since. It just got, and it was a very polite, you know, it wasn't like we're not interested. It wasn't like a ghost. It was like, hey, thanks so much. He's really busy right now, but let's circle back. You know what I got to put the wheels in motion for? You surprised me on my 40th. Right there, it is with that custom wedge that yep. they did at the, at, in, at the Masters in the tour truck. You hear it here. I'll have to put my full weight into somehow getting JT on the show for your 40th. Well, we are sponsored here by Footjoy and Titleist, so maybe we can work those connections, Brian. Maybe we will work them hard. <laughs> you know what? You guys heard it. 40 birthday present right there. You know what? I'm gonna get Big Mike on the show, and Big Mike's got the connection to JT. This is how it's gonna go. We're okay. gonna get we're gonna done. get Big Mike on the show first, and we're gonna be like, man. Being you had such an amazing time on the Golficity podcast, can you just tell your buddy, you know, just half hour? That's all I need. Ask him what he's doing around early to mid-November this year. Early to mid any time of the year, (laughs) and we'll be there. Well, I want this to be a a blow-out-the-candles birthday event. You see? And let me tell you something. That is a podcast interview that I want to do in person. Okay. All right. We'll fly you. We'll fly us both Where we somewhere. Do. We'll bring Zach. Just Mike. We can, we, we can just, just fly Mike. Just me. <laughs> we can just, be over Zoom. Just Mike and an iPhone. That'll have the whole interview will go. You know, and I'm telling you guys, you, you laugh at me about the Rolodex of contacts I have in this with some of the greatest names in, yep. in the game. But mm-hmm. JT is another name I got to get in my phone. So there maybe we'll hit Big Mike if we get him on the show. Hey, go. Give me those digits. So let's make Mike's 40th birthday dream come true. He's going to have a birthday party. Yeah. One person invited. <laughs> 10 more months uh, until the 40. Um, let's get JT there. We got 10 months to do this. I think we can do it. Okay. All right, guys. That's everything we have for you this week. You can get to the show notes by going to golfacy.com slash episode 411. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel, The Golf Podcast. You can search Golficity Podcast. Uh, and there's also a link to it on our main channel. Uh, it's, it's, we've been having a lot of fun growing this new channel and, and just having a lot of fun with it in general. So make sure you guys subscribe over there. Uh, or as always, anywhere you're listening to podcasts, we appreciate each and every one of you. And we'll see everybody again next week. 